Well, well, can you hear anything? I can't hear anything, and it's okay. Uh, why don't you tell us what the song was and maybe a little plug for the song? I, I'm going to talk about the song right now. It's blaring over here. It's called Wait for Too Long. I've been away for too long. And that is Sound Garden, the late ah. great Chris Cornell. May yeah. he rest in peace. And what a talented musician gone way before his time, like so many others. But that's it. We've been away for too long, Lev Man. We're back. <laughs> We're back in the saddle. I see you're reclining in your favorite recliner wearing a Baltimore yeah. shirt. I don't know what the hell's going on. What I, is I, going on. I was sporting my Tampa Bay Rays shirt for the last couple of days. Uh, every time I go somewhere different, I buy a team shirt of that team or a shirt of that That's team. It? Yeah, like I just added a Cincinnati Reds T-shirt. I went up to a rally house in the Cincy area. So I just love to have different team shirts. I am a Phillies fan, um, and I know that you guys, there was a whole group of us that were uh, down there in the beautiful area of St. Petersburg, Florida. I unfortunately did not get a chance to see the Phillies play at that shithole, from what I understand, called Tropicana Field. But a whole group of you guys got there, and I know that you had a great experience. Um, it was man it was fantastic experience that is a dump of a stadium um but man was it fun to watch the phil sweep the rays and i'll tell you what the contingency of phillies fans that were in tampa it was like probably half phillies fans there i mean it was outrageous i have never seen anything like this but at one point the phillies down the their visiting dugout and then sort of along the third base line they were doing some um resistance band exercises and then they were using the resistance band and and giving balls to the fans, like shooting things. Like, have you ever seen that at a home at a an away game? The the home nope. team, the away team is is handing out souvenirs. But there was a huge contingency, including us, at the Phillies game. It was awesome. And was awesome. And, and then they followed that up with a series down in Miami, where I think probably half the fans in this stadium were also Phillies fans. I think the Phillies did. Probably, I think they won on Friday and lost Saturday and Sunday, if I'm correct. Um, so they come into the break at 48 and 43. I know you, you live in the Atlanta area. This Atlanta Braves team, though, is frightening good. Yeah, so they're 48 and 41, actually. So, um, yeah, th this this Braves team is is insane, and they're young, and they're going to be good for a while. And the Braves, as we all know, just keep finding young talent. And then they have guys like Orlando Arcia, who's been kicked around a little bit. They bring him in. He's a 28-year-old guy. He's, he's an all-star for the Braves. So uh, Marcelo Zuna has had a, a return. Um, I'm not a fan of his because he hits women. So I'm, uh, you'll never be a fan. I'll never be a fan of that shit. But, um, he, but you know, from, you know, the, the and then, of course, Ronald Cunha having an all pro MVP season. I mean, this, this kid is just rem a remarkable ball player. Um, so you're right. The Braves are the class of the national league. Baseball, actually best yeah, record in baseball. And they're just getting Max Fried back. Yep. Uh, best yep. Jewish pitcher since, uh, since Co Sandy Koufax. Yeah. Since Steve Sachs, uh, filled in, uh, <laughs> but, uh, 
but yeah, you're right. You're right. And then the Rays are were the second best team in baseball, 58 and 35. Obviously, the Phils swept them. Um, and uh, yeah, so want to give a shout out though to our our weekend that we yeah. had. Yeah, and I and I wanted to talk about it a little bit because uh, first off, I want to send a shout out to two people that were responsible for planning a lot of it from what I understand, which was Ross Jacobs and Matt Reagan. Um, but obviously there were a lot of efforts of others, but I just wanted to send out a personal shout. And I had sent this to you both that it was probably one of the best weekends I've had of my life. I really had so much fun. Well, we love that, man. And we were thrilled that you were there um, and happy to have everyone there and just give, Shout outs to everyone who was there, right? So, and then Erock, you got to give Erock some some credit on yeah. the planning too, because his uh, this was actually something that he had discussed uh, way back about doing spring training. So we couldn't we we knew we couldn't make spring training because he he told me that in February, and to get this crew going in any direction, as Lev you can attest to, when we were trying to figure out where to eat that night, and you were like, Stop, you know. You were so, like, it was funny because it was sort of like, I'm not a big decider. It's just like I do it. And so we were, I have to set the stage. I think it was Friday night. You, me, and Rich McKinnon come from the the vistas of, what was it? I don't know. The vis- I don't know. And we, 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 enter, we enter the Dolphin at 7 or 8 o'clock. And they look like they're having, there's like nine of them having the biggest. No, it was, dude, it was 8.30 and it was, yeah, it was the whole crew was there. Like, and then, and I guess they wanted to, wanted our opinions. And we were like, our, like, Just you pick something. Right. Our opinion was we wanted to eat, you know, like that's what we cared about. So, and we just and wanted it, it to be walking distance. And it was really great. And it was so much fun. And we had the two tables and that was good on Friday night. And then we went up to the rotating bar on friday night and we sat a, a million rotate that that thing wasn't the rotating. Top, it was i think it was like the top level or something right. or, it looked like a cruise ship yeah st pete and we weren't that group of five women remember we, we were a bunch of 11 50 year old men just walking around it was, it was awesome it was awesome but give i want to give a shout out so obviously e-rock for helping to plan it matt money for helping to plan it steve-o for coming from arizona um uh darren from coming from philly with and he was with his girlfriend so we had the opportunity to meet her uh uncle balls was there with his big balls um mike file magic mike file or money mike file as his t-shirt said which i think uh matt money took some umbrage with but <laughs> great to bernard carter who i had not seen in well, actually since b train's wedding so um, you know, we, we, uh, it was great to see Bernard there and then, uh, Brian Fair was there and Rich was there and Rich McKinnon was there, our, 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 uh, roommate. Great to hang with him. So, um, we missing anyone? No, I think we had 11 total and, you know, I, I had so much fun. I, I, I would love to do it. <laughs> I just had so much fun. It was like, perfect for me two days but i would love to do it again and you know it was a lot of fun and it was nice hanging out with you uh you know it was great getting back into i guess it's not the ocean it's the gulf of mexico or whatever but it was just it was nice doing that i went to my first Publix, which i know that very excited about that i was very excited i have this thing for regional supermarkets 
So I've been to a Kroger recently too, and going to Publix was so cool. Um, we all survived the torrential rain, like hurricane rain on Saturday, which was interesting. Uh, yeah. I think you're, you're being a little dramatic. It was not that bad. It, it lasted for like 10 minutes, and then we had like a, a sausage fest party up on uh, Matt and Steve's deck, I think it was, and Matt was rolling around with a towel. It was I mean, it was just like it was just like stupid legendary shit that like and then, uh, and then, and then know, the Capitol Grill washed up has beens having fun and just laughing at ourselves. But it was great, man. I, it was just it was just awesome to be with everyone. You know, like a lot of these guys, all these guys, I don't see these guys very much anymore because I don't live. My mom doesn't live up there, so I don't get yeah. back as much. And so all of you, for me, it was just a very special uh, time and and an opportunity for me to spend some time with with some guys who have meant the world to me so uh you know we missed b train and we missed a, a few others um that couldn't come out but um you know certainly hopefully next year if we do another one um or in five years but it was just like it was just awesome man being together my favorite part of the weekend was saturday night i really enjoyed saturday night because we were at one table and we took that shot i guess siobhan was our waitress on friday saturday night yeah. and we Shout were just Shout, yeah. out, shout out to Will at the, at the what is it, the, the dirty the, uh, that we went? Yeah, like, we show up like schmucks at like 9 o'clock, <laughs> and it took like a whole hour to eat because we kept on davening over, you know, like, where we were supposed to eat. It was it was funny, though. Um, but 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 a great weekend, and uh, yeah, and, and I will say, I thank God I was able to get out on Sunday morning. A lot of, a lot of people were shut in at Tampa airport on, uh, on Sunday because of the flight cancellation. So I know, thank you, Rich, for letting me tag along on Sunday morning. I'm glad, I'm glad I was able to get out of there. Cause I enjoyed myself. I wasn't stuck in, in that area for a couple more days. Um, yeah, it was crazy for me. I had a crazy story getting back too. Um, but I, it's too long to go into, but, um, I'll share with you off air. It wasn't that big a deal, but, uh, Rock just got home yesterday. He told me he's like finally oh, wow. landed, and uh, and so that was good for him. And um, yeah, man, it was just uh, it was it was not great weather. We were flying back into. In. I was flying into great weather, but it was it was pretty. I mean, my flight was only an hour, but it was pretty bumpy the whole way um, until, funny enough, we started to descend in Atlanta, and then it got really smooth. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. So anyway, and then it was funny because I know a bunch of us. Um, were picked up in Teslas by um, oh wow by our Lyft or Uber. So we were talking about that experience. It's my first time in a Tesla, so that was pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, so yeah, so that was great. Um, you know, segueing into some baseball because we did talk about. Did you went to the game? Um, did yeah. you get any? Did you watch any of the the home run hitting contests? Not. Even for a second, I don't even know who won. Oh God! Was it Pete Alonso? It wasn't Pete Alonso. It wasn't Pete. Was Alonso. it Julio Rodriguez from the Mariners? No, it wasn't. But so this is what I was going to say. Julio Rodriguez had his first round hitting like he was everywhere. It was amazing, and he didn't win the contest. So I don't remember who won, but I thought Rodriguez was going to win. I thought he was definitely going to win. And then um, what's his name? The catcher for the Orioles, Rutschman, right? Hit a, hit a home run from both sides. That was pretty sweet, I heard. 
Yeah, yeah. My main thing, my surprise, Tom, this is not a very big surprise. Did you see those uniforms? How awful they they were. The National League uniforms were the most putrid thing you've ever seen. Like navy blue jerseys with black pants. Like something. Yeah. I thought they were going with the Seattle Mariners color scheme. That's I what think. I I think they definitely did for the American League team. But, uh, you know, I, I heard this a lot in talk radio this week, and, and it's true. Like, I miss the old days when they just had the, you know, the uniform of the team that they were wearing, um, where you would see Schmidt at third. You might see Gary Carter behind the plate, and they were all wearing the white. You'd have Keith Fernandez at first. I, I'm obviously dating myself because – these are all well, 80s. The show is called 1973, dude, so I don't think you have to worry about dating yourself here. I mean, I remember every year in the National League, it was the same starting roster for the All-Star game. Ozzie Smith would be your shortstop every year. Ryan Sandberg would be your second baseman. I think yeah. I just correctly rattled off the team from like... Ozzie Smith is your shortstop and Michael Jack is your third baseman. For like five years in the 80s and then... Cal Ripken would be your starting shortstop for the for the AL every year, and uh, yeah, Wait, can we keep going around the outfield and in, in the NL because you got who you got uh, Dave Parker out there, Dave Parker the position. Who else is out there? Uh, Strawberry, I think Straw yeah. definitely eighty six, eighty six. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess it depends on what. Yeah, like Eric Davis was Eric Davis. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it was the kind yeah, of remember the Hawk Andre Dawson? Oh. Tim Raines? Timmy Raines. Timmy Raines. So I think, what was it? Eric Davis and Strawberry went to high school together in L.A. I think that was the connection. And that's why Strawberry left the Mets. I mean, also they offered him a lot of money. But uh, Eric Davis, highly underrated baseball player. Um, I just think it was where he was in the 80s. Um, But... uh, and yeah, then, I, do you remember the poster of Eric Davis? He was holding a giant gun, and it was Magnum forty four. Uh, they probably couldn't do that kind of. You could not do that right now. You could not yeah. do that. So I just remember. So I remember the All Star Game meant something in the eighties because uh, it didn't have a lot of gimmicks, and you know, and uh, yeah. it was it was interesting. I don't really remember a lot of the American League players. I guess Kirk Gibson might have been on some a lot of Dave those. Dave Winfield? Are you kidding me? Dave Winfield. Uh, yeah. You mentioned uh, Cal Ripken, George Brett. I mean, George Brett's older. Don Mattingly, Mattingly right? definitely. Wade Boggs would yeah. have been a lot in a lot My of favorite the favorite all-time non-Philly player, Ricky Henderson. Oh, I know you loved Ricky. He and was the, he was my favorite non-Philly. Ricky and, and Andre Dawson. I don't know why I loved Andre Dawson. Well, because he's got the greatest nickname in baseball. He's the Hawk. Yeah, and uh, that's what was interesting. The the Expos teams shockingly never got to the world series had so much talent they had steve yeah. rogers captain rogers steve rogers but some tim, real- wallach. tim wallach was another one i know galarago ended up playing there for at least some part of his andres galarago young yeah. first baseman so just a great team and uh i think they had just always were running up against the phillies and running up against the mets and running up against the cardinals who basically dominated the NL East for all those years. Yeah, um, and then they had the great Razor Shines, uh, who was a former Expo. Do you remember him? What was his name? Razor Shines. He was an outfielder, a young guy. Uh, no, I don't. He, he uh, never quite lived up to the coolness of his name, but he was a 
he was an all-time all-timer but um and then hubie brooks remember him Hubie brooks. yeah former met he treated he was treated he was, for gary carter right yeah he was part of that carter deal and hubie was in you know hubie was obviously a met till 84 the Mets, uh, you know, an interesting team. You know, I was a big Mets fan in the 80s. Uh, I know Eric Conner's still a big Mets fan. Uh, I, I would think that when they play the Dodgers, that it's a, it's probably a nice situation in L.A. when they have – because they've got a lot of Mets fans out in L.A. But that, yeah. that organization is a mess, the Mets. Yeah. So when Phillies fans complain and they get concerned, you definitely don't want to be – uh, supporting the Mets had the highest payroll in baseball right now and are awful. Yeah. Yeah. How about the uh, Phillies record? Uh, the all-star games managed by Phillies five and one. So Robbie Thompson, amazing? Robbie Since 1982, I think it is. Yeah. So they had for Thompson, uh, uh, uncle Charlie, uncle Charlie, maybe Paul Owens. <laughs> oh, the great Paul Owens in 84, of course, because that 83 yeah, team, yeah. Yeah, so we've had a... I wonder, uh, they, uh, I wonder if um, the Mad Dog was on that team. What was the name? Madlock. Uh, what was his first name? Bill Madlock. Bill Madlock. Mad Dog Madlock. Robin Yow. Now it's all coming back to me, dude. Paul Molitor. Those are the names of the 80s, my friend. Kirby, even Kirby Puckett started in the mid to late 80s. So, you, And you, where did we see Kirby Puckett? You remember? I, I thought we saw him at Bennigan's. I never can prove it. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I think, unfortunately, he died way too young, too. And the one that we forgot, who was always a starter that we didn't mention in the outfield, I just realized Tony Gwynn, I think, started ah, for Tony like, Gwynn, yeah. I think he started for 15 years straight. It seemed yeah. like he did. And Willie it, McGee made some all-star games, too. Willie McGee was like the thing. I like Tony Gwynn, yeah. And then, and then <laughs> Willie McGee's successor was, I guess, I don't know if he was Vince Coleman, I think played, you know, I think he played right field, left field. So, cause Willie was always in the center field or was always yeah. your starting center field. And, and then of course, Dale Murphy was another name, uh, another Atlanta brave. Great Dale Murphy. Staple in the outfield in the early eighties for. The yeah. 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 So, so um, good times, man. Good times. It was fun. It was great time. And uh, it's always fun to, to reminisce. You know what's interesting, though, about the Phillies is that they have um, – the Phillies, I believe, or have the same record they did in 2008. Um, at least they did when we were in Florida. Now they may be one game off their pace in, in 2008, but I, I saw a stat while we were in Tampa that they had the exact same record. So, you know, look, as the Phillies proved last year, look, the Braves are phenomenal, and we all know injuries. It just takes a couple of injuries either way, right, to, to impact your season – um, but if the Phils, the Phil's goal is simply to make the playoffs and I, they proved that last year. And if you can get hot and that pitching right now is keeping the Phillies, that pitching has gone. I mean, everybody from Suarez to, to, Tawan Walker, I think Tawan Walker should have made the all-star game and call me crazy. Um, but Kimbrough made, Kimbrel made the all-star game. Kimbrough made it and he closed the game. Closed and the game. Yeah. Cristobal Sanchez has come up and pitched really well for the Phils. So that's great. All great news. What about, as, Nola, what about Nola, though? What about Nola's last? about Nola. Nola, yeah. Nola is uh, he should have taken the money while the Phillies offered that the Phillies offered to him because I can't imagine. I mean, someone's going to throw money at him. I don't think it's going to be the Phillies in the offseason. So that would be interesting. So they'll have that money maybe to throw somewhere else. But you see, sometimes throwing the money around like they did. Look at the Mets signing 
having two 40 year old pitchers is never the best thing to do. So, you know, you got to be careful. Got to be I careful. I never understood that to begin with. Now, the Philly Phillies had their draft, right? Did the draft, yeah. the draft, who did they end up getting with the, do you have any idea who their number one pick was? Yeah, I read, uh, it was a kid. He's a shortstop, um, third baseman, and he has tremendous power. Um, but I think he's a little inconsistent. Uh, so that's why he slipped or maybe it was injuries. Maybe he's inconsistent and has injuries. Maybe he consistently has injuries, but he slipped anyway. Um, I, I can't remember his name. Um, he a high school kid or? It, yeah, or, I think so. I think his name is, yeah. And I and think his name is Adair, if I'm not mistaken. And but, is he going to go to college or is he going to go right into the A? Uh, it sounds like he's going to get right into the, the program. And then the other great news is the Phillies youngster um, who they took last year, uh, Crawford, right? Uh, he made the Futures All-Star game, as did... Um, not Griff McGarry. Who's the other big prospect? Um, Abel, Mitch Abel. Um, so they both made the futures game, which is which is. Great. Are they? They're not in A ball because I would love to see these guys play at the Blue Rocks. I think they're probably double A at this point, right? Uh, Crawford is no. So Abel is is at least double A, but Crawford is low because he just got drafted last year. So you, you you may want to look out for him. I'm not sure if he's in A ball yet, but he so has he, been really hot this year. There's high A and low A. High yeah. A is uh, Jersey Shore, and then I think low A is Clearwater. So he might be in Clearwater. Um, so the Phillies, you know, hopefully we'll see something. This is usually last year. This is when they started to turn it around in July. Uh, they have four coming up against the Padres this weekend. Yeah. Uh, it, Justin Crawford is his name. Justin Sorry. Crawford is uh, his prospect. They have yeah. a Friday, and then they have two on Saturday. I guess is this a makeup game or something? They have two yes. on Saturday. Yeah, because remember they had some weather issues. Uh, Aiden Miller is the Phillies is who the Phillies took in the first round, the the number twenty seven overall. So, yep. Is it? Uh, would you say this is a big series because they have the Padres? And then they have three against the Brewers next week. Yeah. Yes. I, I, the Padres and the Brewers, although the Padres have struggled and sure. And the Brewers have too. Um, the Brewers don't worry me as much as the Padres. I think the Padres are the team that I feel like they could get hot at any minute. Um, but yes, I do think this is a, you know, this is an important swing. I mean, I did read that they were going to be playing teams with, um, a below more teams with a below 500 record for the second half of the season than they did the first. So that's good news. And, um, you know, and then we have, we'll have the trade deadline coming up. What, how long is when it, how, it's not that much. I think it, the trade deadline, no, right? it's like, usually, I guess it's the end of July. So it's not more than probably two weeks away. Cause I, I think that it's, it, it's not in August. So, yeah. yeah and yeah. you, and you have to remember that's when they started making deals at this time last year, they got Soto. They brought Soto in, and uh, you know that's when the other Soto went from uh, the Nationals to San Diego. Not too far away from now, I think it's the end of July. The trade deadline is. Yeah, um, and then did you hear Soto flew back with the Phillies to on their private jet um, from San Diego because since they're playing in Philly, they flew they flew out together. So he flew with the team. Isn't that weird? 
it's weird and you know he hasn't signed a free agent extension yet so uh is he is he free agent at the end of yeah i believe so i believe so or maybe he has another year but i mean that team has got to be doing a lot of thinking i think they have the second highest payroll behind the philly uh, behind the mets although maybe the dodgers do um what are they going to do are do they get in the shohei otani sweepstakes i heard a caller on one of the radio stations who had a good point maybe he goes to uh maybe he goes to seattle shohei otani it's a good market they've got the money they've got a young ball club um and then his other choices were the giants which i didn't i didn't really think and maybe the dodgers um but that this guy would have no interest in playing in new york so yeah yeah um What's so I think one more thing I want to hit on with the Phils before we jump to the Sixers and then the, yeah. by the way the Eagles training camp starts in less than two weeks yep. but I know we're on limited time here so we won't hit the Eagles right but we'll, I think we do need to talk about the Sixers but re- last Phillies point which is going to be really interesting one we mentioned the trade deadline in the second half and then Bryce Harper's moved to first base which brings Kyle Schwarber who is the worst outfielder in baseball gets him into the DH spot and then you can start running that Pache and Brandon Marsh outfield, and then all of a sudden, you put Pache and Marsh out there, all of a sudden, your outfield becomes from well below average to, I would say, above average with those two guys. Those guys can both field. They're both natural center fielders. And you put Marsh in left, and then you have Castellanos, who's been an all-star, who's been, you know, who's been fantastic this year. Um, and you get Schwarber off the field. I don't know, man. That's something to think about. That's something to look forward to. I think if you're a Phillies fan, um, especially as you're coming down the second half of the season and every run is going to count. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Schwarber, not the greatest outfielder. Um, He's probably a natural DH. Great reason why you have the DH in baseball now. I was always a skeptic of having the DH. uh, But purity is sort of nonsense. And it's good that you have him. And then it's good that Bryce Harper, who probably transitioning career-wise, it allows you to have some flexibility with Reese Hoskins. If you decide that it's going to work out over this next part of the season, then you can just simply let Reese Hoskins go. And maybe that's what you want to do. Maybe you want to invest that money that you were going to give him a contract to. You can put that money back into pitching, which is probably what they need to be doing. And you're right. And it, and it, should extend Bryce's career. I mean, I know he's got like a lifetime contract with the Phillies, but I mean, it should give him some extra life too, because first base is the least strenuous position on the field. So I, I really like the move. I'm in favor of it. I want to see how it shakes out. Um, I think Bryce is just a natural competitor and he's going to work. You know, I still don't think his days in the outfield are numbered, but if you can have some kind of rotation where maybe he and JT, um, you know, there were there were there have been some rumors I, I heard about Nolan Arenado coming over for the Phillies and they would have to trade Boom and and uh they're they're you know deplete their pitching prospects. I mean, there's there's a lot to look at. I think the other thing to look at with the Phillies, so we mentioned Bryce, we mentioned the trade deadline, and um, you know, I think can Kimbrell continue to close um at an all-star level the way that he's been closing and um you know, is Trey Turner going to get on track? Like, what, what is he going through Castellanos' first year? Um, or is he going to be able to sort of find his way? 
Because if Trey Turner can start hitting and start hitting the way he is historically hit, I mean, this team, that takes this team to another level. Yeah, and, you know, as you said, if they can get even get that third wild card spot, which a lot of people don't realize, if I'm correct, they got the third wild card spot, or did they get the... Did they get the third, or was it the was second? No, they had the, they, no, you're right. They had didn't they have the play-in game against the, the Reds? Card, they, no, no, they had the play-in against the Cardinals. That's why I'm not exactly certain. Yeah, that was the play-in They last. had a series against the Cardinals. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know, I, but I know they played the Cardinals. So they, they the changed the, the, they yeah. changed the play. There is no more play-in, if I'm correct. I thought it's. You may be right. It's, you may be right. Four, five, and we have a podcast sports talk show. Three, six. It's three, six, and four, five. So I don't think they. I do not think they. I think they played the four seed, which was the Cardinals. So somehow they got in as the five seed. Yeah. Yep. So. Okay. Um, should we talk a little Philadelphia seventy sixers? Yeah, team? yeah. Uh, well, what is this team doing? Because <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Uh, they've added. Mobamba, they've brought back Paul Reed. I know you're a big fan of. Uh, they've brought back Montrez Harrell, if I'm correct. Uh, maybe that's for trade purposes because they need a contract to trade with if they had to match money. But uh, James Harden still, you know, I remember last week there was an idea that maybe they could get him to come back. And he reiterated his trade demands that he wants to be gone. Um, I was reading a three-team trade that would involve the Sixers, the Clippers, and the the, the Mavericks, and yeah, that, I saw that too. what was Trey Mann and and Norman Powell Jr. or something. And I just it didn't seem like a great deal, but uh, I understand that you're getting diminishing returns from him. He's He's almost 30, is he 34 now? Yeah. Coming so up. That trade was actually, I, I actually like that trade. Um, So it was, so the Sixers ultimately would be giving up Furkan, Korkmaz, and Harden. So sign me up already, whatever you get. <laughs> um, getting rid of those two. And then in return, they would be getting uh, Norman Powell, as you mentioned, um, Trey Mann, the Mavericks would throw in Tim Hardaway Jr. And then they would be getting a first round pick in 2027, a first round pick in 2028. And then I think three first round picks, three second round. Second, picks. No, sorry. Three yeah. second round picks. Yeah. So I like acquiring assets. I'm a big fan of drafting. Um, and I think, you know, that like, I'm always like, let's yeah. get assets. Let's get assets because you can either flip them or use them. But I also think it sets up nicely because you then have, a team Powell is a excellent scorer and a and a good defender. Trey Mann is everyone thinks Trey Mann's so young. He's like twenty seven. He's not that young, but I, I these guys are all guys that can tr- contribute. And then Hardaway's got an expiring contract. He's got two years left on his deal. So at the end of the season, I'm sure Hardaway is going to be a valuable asset to flip. And as you mentioned, you have all these guys, Harold. Uh, Pat Beverly, who I'm thrilled about, um, uh, Mobamba, who signed one-year deals, and then Denwell Hizzy, I think his uh, contract 
expires too at the end of it. So you're going to have, and you have Tobias expiring, right? So you're going to have some flexibility there. You have to re-sign Maxi, but I actually like that deal. And I, I, I'm also, my concern is that Maury is going to be completely unrealistic with this Harden Mishigas and that he's going to hold out and hold out. And it's just going to get to the point where Harden maybe gets frustrated and then the Sixers lose any leverage that they have right now. The Sixers have all the leverage, but the the fact the fact of the matter is Harden has to want to play wherever he's going to be sent, or otherwise the team's not going to deal him. You mentioned he's thirty four. He's got a big contract. It is a one year deal, so they're they're a team will be trading him for a one year rental. I mean, these are all risks, right? The Clippers are in. It just seems like a fit with the Clippers because they're in a win mode now, and they've been they've eaten the eaten the the gravy and biscuits, thinking this guy is going to be the third piece to make this team win. And I, I don't see it at all. Uh, yeah, I don't see it, but uh, that's why if someone really wants him, I think Trey Mann gives you some value. And, uh, and obviously I don't, I wouldn't flip him. I don't think Damian Lillard's coming to the Sixers, but I would keep these guys. And, you know, this brings you the bench that you've always craved for this time. And I don't know how, who would start, I guess, Maxie would move to point guard. He would become your point guard um, unless you want to start Patrick Beverly with him, which I don't think is the smart move. Um, but you have a backup point guard. You have sort of a second unit, although I don't think they're finished yet. I think there's a lot more to be doing with the Sixers. I've been following your your chat, you know, like when you, Rich, and Barry will like go into uh, moves and whatever. I, I, w- I would love to see them get more outside shooting. I don't know if Tim Hardaway Jr. is he the one that could provide that outside shooting? Um, I mean, maybe he's more of like a uh, bench scorer. Like he's going to give your bench, like he's kind of talk about throwback. He's he's a Benny little more Johnson. Like, well, I was actually going to go Ron Anderson <laughs> without without like the devastating outside shot, but like the way that Ron Anderson could just fill it up, like that's how uh, Hardaway Jr. is. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I like that deal. I think we just have to be reasonable about what we have in Harden and what the market is for him because I don't think the market is is so great for him. Um, the other question that I have is, you know, it's still like uh, Terrence Mann is 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 six five, right? And then Hardaway I think is six three, and Powell I think is six four. I still don't know who are your wing. Like we need wing players, right? I guess Trey Mann would be your small small forward, and or is PJ Tucker? You is Tobias go back to being your power forward, and you start to bring PJ Tucker off the bench this year? I mean, I I don't know, yeah, and I'm, I think that I'm a, I'm a little worried too. I I, I kind of think like you're right, like you're missing like we have this glut of six four, like you know because um you you got Maxi right, who's what six three? He's six three. Yeah, you got uh, Melton, who's six two, but has the longest arms I've ever seen on a human being. But and then you're gonna bring Terrence Mann in, who is six. What I say he was six four, six five. No, six six maybe. Terrence he's like, you said six five, so six five. Yeah, Terrence Mann six five. I mean, Powell six four. Like, where's your size? You, you can't play an all guard lineup with Joel Embiid too. So you got to have some size. Tobias is six nine, and then you got your boy Mobamba. He- and PJ Tucker is what six five? Yeah, he's six your power. Four, right. 
Yeah, and he's lost the step. So this is why you hired the coach that he's – but you, he's the, the coach coaches the players, but he doesn't bring in the talent. So that's part of the challenge. And uh, But this is what the team is going to be this year, and I think we both said the team will probably take a step back, be lucky to win 50 games this year, I think. You watch any of the summer league? I, I, I've watched a little bit. I haven't, you know, I've been doing some personal stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. It's not as interesting. Like I was watching a Lakers Celtics game a couple days ago. I think it might've been, and the Celtics, I don't think they had any real players. I mean, so I, 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 I did see a little bit of web Yama on the, uh, on the, uh, this guy's seven, five. Yeah. Seven five. Well, he, said only, he said he's only seven three. I was reading a whole article about how how tall he is versus what he says he is. And there was like a story that he had the opportunity. Well, there was a lot that came out about Webayama with with Britney Spears. I don't know if you heard that. Oh yeah, yeah she got with her his security guard like manhandled her and everything. And but of course, there's video that yeah the person did. And then and then I I heard that he was invited to a, like a party in Las Vegas and he didn't go because he wanted to be ready for the next game the next day. And I love that story. I absolutely yeah. love that story. And Popovich has decided to re up at what? 74 for another five years. I saw that. That's insane. So he obviously feels like he's going to be able to reach that. So Brett Brown will not have a head coaching job for another five years in the NBA. Let's take it. Let's make a prediction, though. Do you think that the Spurs will um, make a conference final within the next five years? Uh, no. Do you think? Okay. Do you think they will make the second round within the next five years? Sure, sure. I think they'll make a conference final within the next five years. And Webayama is going to be a star. I think Webayama is going to be really good. I I can't figure out like how good he's going to be, but I think he's going to be pretty, pretty awesome. And he's all of 19 years old, which is mind boggling. And, uh, right. And, uh, yeah. So that, I mean, the, the Sixers are in a state of chaos and, so uh, that man, let's, let's do this. Tell me this. Uh, let's fast forward. And I don't like to jump time. Time's precious. Right. But let's fast yeah. forward in one month from now. Uh, God willing, it will that be, would be the end of August, start of Eagles football. Eagles are in training camp. Is James Harden still a member of your Philadelphia 76ers in one month? Yes. September. Hopefully he'll be out of here by September. They start back to training camp, if I'm correct, the end of September or beginning of it. He's got to be out of here um, by that time. So I think that um, I hope he is gone by the end of August. But I just don't think he will be. Yeah, I. Um, and don't you remember we had the same conversation about Ben Simmons, I like do. with J with Jamie, Jamie Kennedy, uh, Jamie Lynch, I, Jamie Lynch, Jamie, Jamie Kennedy. Kennedy is an actor. What am I talking about? The old MTV. He was on MTV. Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 it's good to see Jamie is getting regular airtime now again on um yeah. on on ninety seven five, but um. Yeah, I, I I remember we had that conversation. I'd like to see him gone, but I don't think he's going to be gone. Yep, I agree. I agree. I think uh, I I agree. I think your timeline is right on. I think there's a chance. I don't know, man. I think history could repeat itself. 
Not that he's going to show up in the fat suit like he did in Houston, but I do think that this thing could linger into the season and become like really ugly. And then I think they're going to trade him from a point of need and not. Where where does he hang out in the summer? Is he in L.A. or is he in Atlanta eating the hot wings, going to the strip clubs? No, he does not hang out in Atlanta. Um, he, Miami? Well, Houston. I think he's from L.A. Um, I don't know. I think he goes wherever. I mean, Atlanta does have great nudes, so maybe he does hang out in Atlanta. I don't know, but I, 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 I don't know, man. I, I think he, I, my guess is either Houston or LA, because you know those are the two destinations that seem most desirable to him. I read the other day that there's don't count out Phoenix, and I have no idea how or why they couldn't do it in with that team. They couldn't do it. They just they they have no assets right now. They don't right. even nobody, have Derek. Nobody wants Aiton. You know. They, they don't even have Dario Sarich on that team anymore. It guys, he went to Oklahoma City. Now he signed up with uh, the Golden State Warriors, which, you know, who knew that his best years in basketball would be with the Sixers? Yeah, no kidding, man. That was, man, when he came over, remember how excited we were? Uh, I, I was so damn excited. They, you had only seen him in videos in the wow. Adriatic League. And speaking of, it, I did want to, Go back to something we talked about over last weekend was we talked about the videos of Ben Surf Simmons resurfacing again. Oh yeah, yeah, back at the LA Fitness uh, <laughs> drilling drilling guys. Yeah, <laughs> Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, that guy. I mean, he has no trade value. He's on. I still think he might have two more years left on his contract. I mean, that that guy. You know, I I I always. I don't agree that he just doesn't want to play basketball. There's something seriously wrong with him. and Like mentally, and, you're saying? Yeah, mentally, yeah, yeah. The more I see it, the more I believe it. I just think there's something wrong with him. And so I try not to be judgmental or I'm working on that. I try not to be mean, but, you know, he just needs a he needs to get out of Brooklyn, too. Um, so oh, what a shock. He needs to get out of somewhere else now. Um, yeah. You know, what's interesting is, did you see, I, I don't know if you saw this, but he trolled the Sixers all draft night, like when they had no picks and then they like something else happened. I think um, maybe they didn't sign somebody or something like he was like taking pictures and, and putting it on his like Twitter feed or Instagram feed or something. I saw it and I was like, you know, you usually do that when you're in a position of strength, not a position of weakness. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But he doesn't believe he's probably in a position of weakness. So he is so. though. He yeah, is. I know, I, I know uh, you one didn't. One more question for you. I, this yeah. is fun. One more question for you. Where, with it, okay, so in that same time frame we said within a month, does Dame Lillard to Miami happen within the next month? I would think so. Although I don't know why Portland does that deal. Yeah, I know. It sounds like, but now it seems like there's going to be more assets involved. Like, And I heard that it might even get, like, Riley supposedly was able to do this in the past, like four teams might be a five team trade or something because Portland wants draft picks from what I understand. So if they can get Miami to get with a couple other teams that they could, because I don't think Miami really has the draft, the, the, the draft capital to make that trade straight up. Um, And then they also, if I'm correct, have to match money. So they have to be able to do that as well. So, um, I guess Tyler Hero, but no one seems to really want Tyler Hero. 
right. thought the guy was likable, uh, but no one seems to want him. I heard he might be on the move to Utah because um, they're willing to take his money but um, and contract. But uh, I think Damian Lillard, I mean, he basically said he only wants to go one place, which I never understood why a general manager would accommodate a player like that. Well, because if you think about it, though, it, what other team who, who is going to trade for a guy who doesn't want to play in their city and give up value for that? You know, yeah, Who's gonna, like why? like Sixers aren't going to go in and offer Maxi for Ty Lill for Lillard if Lillard doesn't want to play in Philly or, you know, the Celtics were another team that's been linked to Lillard. If they offer Jalen Brown, which is a decent return. I love Jalen Brown. It's a good return. But he doesn't want to play in Boston. Dame right. Lillard doesn't want to play in Boston. Then Boston's not going to give that up. So. I think it's it's when the player makes that demand. You know what was interesting is I think Bradley Beal was the only guy and still is the only guy who had that no trade clause. So he could he could legitimately like impact where where he went because no team because the Suns now can't trade him unless he agrees to the deal. So I don't think anyone else is making those deals anymore. The no trade clause in basketball. Yeah. So I think that. Uh... That deal will be interesting. Obviously, I think he'll probably be going to Miami, but I don't think that makes them the best team in the East. Um, I still have, I still believe I think Boston is the best team in the East. Milwaukee's pretty close. Miami had a great year. I don't know. I don't know what happens okay. there. And then you got the Sixers. I, 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 the Sixers. The problem with the Sixers is I think there's going to be a lot of teams on the rise in the East. Cleveland's going to be on the rise. I think Toronto is probably taking a step back. Brooklyn is taking a step back. But if you look at team Chicago, I think is taking a step back. So, but I think Indiana is going to be better this year with Tyrese Halliburton. Um, mm -hmm. And then a couple other guys, Detroit, you know what the East, the Sixers, there are a lot of wins there for the Sixers to pick up in the Eastern conference. I mean, there are a lot of wins there that they could get. My friend, you are a little more confident about the Sixers than I am right now. I, hey, I, I did you hear about this? Did you hear about this tournament thing? Yeah, the mid seat, the basket, the Christmas classic, or whatever the heck it is. Yeah, you like I mean, it? I know. I know that I hate I'm, it. I, it makes it's. I I hate it, but I mean, I'm not a fan of change, so I'm I'm probably the, not the right person to ask. And the the example was the UEFA Cup competitions and everything which you're more familiar with soccer i might follow international soccer a little bit more there's something called the european nations cup which is sort of what this is modeled after i don't love it because they're going to use these games as regular season games anyways they're going to count them as regular season games and then i guess just shift the schedule but uh the question would be <laughs> what happens if the sixers win and then end up losing in the, in the playoffs again. Does that mean anything if they win this midseason tournament and then end up losing in the playoffs again? Uh, it's just interesting. Would we have That's a, a good point? I could almost see the Sixers winning, dominating the midseason tournament, right? And then like and puttering out in the second round, like they always do. And would we have a parade for them in December around the time of your Philadelphia Eagles, who will be? Uh, I did see the power rankings. I just, I know that we're not talking football. The Eagles came in in number two in the NFL power yeah. rankings preseason. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap there. Uh, I'm excited for Nick Nurse to see what happens. We have a lot more to talk about down the road. So 
Good to be back after a, a little summer hiatus, but it's good to be back in the saddle. There is a ton going on in the world of sports. And then, and then we've got college football coming up soon, too. Oh, don't, so, don't even – yeah, man. Don't so we've got me. NFL and college football coming up a lot in August. I'm excited about that. And, and I will be – the next two weeks, too, with, with the trade deadline for baseball and – uh, teams or the Sixer or the Eagles report to camp in two weeks from yesterday. I mean, dude, this is this is a phenomenal. We say this a lot, but it is a phenomenal time of year. I think we should keep. I I did want to talk. Hopefully, more developments will come out on the Pat Fitzgerald firing situation. But I think I'd like to address that next week too, because All right. I think a lot is going to come out in the next week that's not out already. So there'll be more information in, like if you think he deserved to be fired or whatever, but I'd be curious, like maybe going into next week, what you think about that? Cause I was on the radio all day yesterday. We'll talk about it. My ADD is getting the best of me. Yep. Yep. Have a good, good, good day. Did this come through? Nope. You can't hear the music. Why can't we be, be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be 